The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. It is a Monday. It's not a bad Monday. It is a live Monday, like a Monday-Friday happy hour at Armadillo's Grills on Friday, martinis. Let's get those in this Friday, because I am in town. No, actually, I'm not. I am in Vegas for a day. Then I got to come back and do a camp, I believe. So, Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and join the show. We have about a good, strong 50, 52 minutes, 56 minutes of the show. Uh, we... Depending on how we're going, we may take some commercials or we may not. Uh, Alex Clancy is in the studio. He has a afro. You like is it? That, uh, is it afro? Yeah, something something like that. Is uh, it's, uh, I, I I spiked it up for you today. For me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> whoever's seeing, I got. I'm you getting spiked a it up on the last segment when I do my sexy voice. <laughs> We're getting a haircut this morning, so. <laughs> well, me cut it. I get some scissors in the back. I get some. From, uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> we get some scissors in the back. I cut it up for you, just nice. It's almost as cheap at Great Clubs, 12 bucks. Anyway, what do I always talk about when I come into the studio? And I got here on time, and I was just a car away from being late. I watched this lady run right into a truck on the 10 by Arizona Mills, right into a truck. Truck was in the middle lane. She thought she can go through the truck. It's almost, <laughs> it was like magic. She thought it was, I thought she thought it was magic. Like she can go right through a gas truck. Stopped everything. If I was a car behind, I'd be still in traffic right now. Yeah, on the two days you were gone, I heard of accidents on railroad in the 10. Crazy. Everything you're talking about, I heard. I almost texted you in the morning, but I was trying to get here on time. Did it rain? No. Okay. Well, I was in Dallas, and it rained a little bit. It was perfect. Well, it rained yesterday, Sunday. I was in Dallas for a long time. My niece, uh, she's, she had a, a big, huge promotion, Alexis Lasseter, Lexi Bow. Um, Huge dance promo. It was pretty good, and I I was doing a dance with her, the father daughter dance. Nice. It was it was fun. It was fun. I had a, I had a great time. So, um, some of the things we're gonna talk about today. I know we talk a lot, a lot, a lot of sports. <laughs> Is that a surprise to you? No. Golf, the Masters. Definitely want to talk about that. Uh, the basketball. We talked about uh, where we are right now. The Suns play tonight. Against the Memphis Grizzlies, you going to that game, right? Yep, I might meet you down in Marley's for a drink or two. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I got the marketing event until six, and then I have an hour off. Market event is yeah. where at Marley's? Uh, no, it, uh, it's it, it's at U.S. Airways for the Suns Suns marketing event. What time the game start? Uh, seven. But so, I, so I get to watch a shoot around from five to six, and then I'll have an hour. And then you can walk across the street. Yep. To, okay. Uh, you know what? I got a couple of my boys coming too, so it'll be good. So I need to bring my boys in case y'all try to jump me? Yeah. Okay, I'll bring my boys. Alex Lancy Radio Show. <laughs> Alex Lancy Sports Talk. We're going to talk about golf. The Masters, uh, it didn't disappoint. We, we asked a question on the show. Uh, we talked about it on the show. 
is Tiger Woods not being in the Masters is letting the Masters down. I don't think you can ever let Augusta down. I don't think you can ever let the Masters down. I don't think you can ever let Majors down. Um, and I and I said in that in that conversation that. You know, I have other favorites other than Tiger. So I like Freddie Couples, who was in it for a while. Uh, we talked about on the air last week about those who was in first day guys, front runners. Where where were they on? Where were they on Fridays and Saturdays and Sunday? Uh, Friday they were still in the picture, but Saturday and Sunday, where those guys go? Jordan Spieth, we talked about who's going to be the next young crop of guys. I think Roy McIlroy is still one of those. We talked a lot last year about Jordan, rookie of the year, uh, in his own right. Played very well. Played well up until, I was. I think I saw on a, I want to say the 13th or 14th hole on the Sunday of yesterday where he just bogey, 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 and just fell out the way when Bubba Watson, birdie, 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 went up by three. And it was never you couldn't he was it was done at that point unless he had unless he just hit three balls in the water which there was no water holes for him to do that to destroy his masters Bobby Watson shall I mention before I go on won his second major in two in three years yeah. second major in three years and I, and I and I ask you this Alex we so it did disappoint but the guys these are the people. That Mr. Mr. Cut, Luke Donald, Ernie Ailes. We talking about the guys. We we wonder where those guys are that we know in golf. When we watch a golf tournament, we just see them most times around that leaderboard. Sergio Garcia, Sergio Garcia, Phil Mickelson, Ryan Moore. We watch um, Graham McDowell, D.A. Point. A lot of these guys. A lot of these top, top guys. Dustin Johnson. We well, we didn't see him all tournament. We didn't see him. And in fact. He shoots a 77, Dustin Johnson, on the first day, then a 74. He was 151. Angel Cabrera, who was in the final play- playoff with Adam Scott last year, misses the cut. He goes out there, shoots 78 and 74. My golf scores, and he misses the cut. Um, Mark O'Meara, we, we, a lot of the guys that we name, uh, Y.E. Yang, that's usually right there in the forefront, misses the cut. So there are some a group of young guys. There's a crop of guys, young guys. When I open the show, I say, did Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods, did we miss Tiger Woods in the Masters? I think the Masters didn't disappoint. I don't think the Masters can disappoint. Uh, Zach Johnson, who won a Masters, he misses the cut. Uh, Phil Mickelson, Sergey, I missed. Uh, top, top guys missing the cuts, but it was still a fulfilling day on Sunday when you watch Bubba Watson and uh, – Jordan Speed, go at it. Yeah, I mean it's the Augusta caters to long hitters, and, and we know that. And Bubba Watson tore this course up. Uh, he hit pretty much every fairway he needed to hit. He hit most fairways. He didn't miss any putts that he should have made. Uh, there were a couple. The swing that you talk about was on eight and nine. At that point, going into the tee box on the eighth hole, Jordan Spieth was minus eight, right. and Bubba was minus six. Jordan goes bogey, bogey, Bubba goes birdie, birdie, and they flip-flop. And that's pretty much what happened. And then on, uh, I can't remember, on 12, um, Jordan Spieth hit the ball in the water on his approach shot. On the false front, uh, rolls back as, as it happened. That, that, that pond has many, many golf balls in it. And uh, he ended up saving bogey, but after that it was, it was kind of over. And then, on, and then on 15, his last stitch effort to maybe, to maybe get some, uh, gain some momentum back Bubba hits a 366-yard bomb off the tee, hits a gap wedge into the green on a par 5. You can't beat somebody if they're going to hit a gap wedge into a par 5 green. You just can't. And that's why these long hitters are able to stay around 
and, and, and win golf tournaments. Bubba can literally, and I was talking to Francis about this last night, Bubba was literally, he can literally do nothing until April of next year and win the Masters again. Like this is, he owns this course, and it showed. It, he, he, was the, he was the leader, third round, fourth round, and you know the, it, nobody really could catch him. I, I, I say t- out of three years, he's won the Masters twice. Owning the course, you can argue that. that he, he plays well, but the thing is, as you mentioned, he hits the ball long. Not only he was hitting long, he was in the fairway, or he, was, or he had a second shot, or he was in the first cut, which gave him a second shot. But that also put a, a controlled club as far as a, a pitching wedge, a sand wedge. He puts a 9-iron, 8-iron. It puts a controlled club in his hands into the green where he can stop the ball, just get it back far enough where a lot of those false fronts in, at the Augusta National when, you, when we watch a Jordan Spieth hit, hit the shot, false front and rolls into the water, with a lot of those shots, you can get it back there. Because he is so far, I watch uh, Spieth, I watch, his whole, I watch Jordan's whole body language change when it flip-flop around the ninth hole. Everything started flip-flopping. His body language is totally changed. You can see that he was in survival mode at that point. It was no longer, I'm in control of it, and I got that confident walk. But you watch Bubba Watson, and that confident walk was all the way through from the first hole to 18. So when you watch these guys play, and, and you see those who's used to being there, guys who in the forefront disappear after, after Saturday, unfortunately some of the big names, uh, Phil Mickelson, as, as I mentioned, uh, who was a big move, bigger movements, uh, Kevin Streeman, Russell Henley, a lot of those guys made moves on that day, but we watched some of the big-name guys fall off. Uh, but we watched these young group, this crop of uh, young guys coming to the fold. But, but Bubba Watson... From the first hole on Sunday to the 18th hole, he had that Bubba Watson confident cowboy country walk. Just another day on the park for him. Um, and and ended up winning the Masters. It doesn't make any sense. Like his his backswing and, and follow through on his drives is something like that I would do. I mean, there's nothing, there's no, there's no like generic golf swing that he has. I mean, no golf coach, a golf coach would tell him to throw that swing away and let's start over. Butch Harmon would rip that golf swing apart, and he may never win again. It's just crazy how Bubba can do this. And again, as I say this, he hasn't done anything in the last two years since he won the Masters. I don't think he's won a tournament since then. And I guess it, him just coming back there and, and knowing the course backwards and forwards, uh, he's, I think he's the second or third guy to win two Masters within six appearances. This is only his sixth appearance, and he's won it twice. Right. So uh, on the side of Jordan Spieth, though, you know, he, he looked really good on the front nine. Uh, he, he made some incredible – he chipped in uh, for birdie on one hole. Uh, the eight and nine, the bogey, you could start to see uh, his frustration. He threw his club once. He, uh, he pulled a tiger and, and, and slammed his, his iron into the, into the ground after a bad shot. Like, you could see his immaturity, but he played so well for somebody that it's his first time there. I mean, not everybody's going to be Tiger. Not everybody's going to come in his first time playing at Augusta as a, as a pro and win and, and blow the field away. But he, for people that don't know who he is, now people will know who he is. And that's what PJ needs is name recognition for these young players. And Jordan Spieth is going to go up and up, and hopefully he'll win a major this year, and people will, he'll be a household name then. When you talk about Butch Harmon and those guys who teach golf uh, for a living, um, and you talk about Bubba Watson and his swing, Bubba Watson's swing is his. A great teacher, let's say is a Butch Harmon, let's say is, is that guy. A great teacher don't take everything and throw it away. It, it, 
it polish on what you already have and what you work on because now you're asking the guy to take about three years off or two years off. I know we see Tiger do it, and he's changed his swing eight times and reinvented his golf swing but come back to Even win. when he was winning. Even when he was winning, he's changing, he's changing his, swing. his swing, and we don't have the wise to it, but he does it, and he's successful in doing it. But Bubba Watson has his own swing. You look at Jim Furyk, no one swings like that, yeah. and he wins tournaments. Uh, so you have your own swing. You stick to it. But as, as I was saying, a great teacher will come in and just polish and work on some things. Or, and it may, be just, it may just be alignment in that case where if this is the swing you're going to go with, if this is the swing you're going to stick to, and it's, and it's successful, it gets you from the, t- from the tee box to the green, then let me work on your alignment or something like that. Or yeah, control. But you said something interesting about the popularity of the Masters and how if Tiger's not here, then, then the popularity is going to wane in the PGA. We'll see what happens at the U.S. Open in the Open Championship, which is formerly the British Open in the PGA, to see if there's that much allure left for people to be watching. The ratings are always going to be high for Augusta. They always will be because yeah, you have all the Augusta's champions Augusta. coming back. You have, yeah, you have the green jackets. You have everything in that regard. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the next tournament, which is in a, in a month from now. I think it's the PGA Championship. Right. We'll see how the ratings are then. I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll finish up on some golf. We have Deborah Debris online. We'll come back. Formula Sports Talk. Two minutes. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lodge of the Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. We have Deborah Debris online. We were talking golf, and we'll finish up real quickly. Deborah may have something to say on that. But I'll say this. Alex, you did mention that Jordan Speak isn't a tight was He's not going to come out there and, pl- and win on the first. It's possible. We've seen a lot of guys who have their first tournaments, but they were in the major, and they won them. Um, I say we talked a lot. 
I mentioned we talked a lot about Jordan as the way he played last year. I think he, I believe he got rookie of the year last year. Mm-hmm. The guy can play golf. He's he's part of the the young crop that's coming up. That will be we we should see a lot unless something unless life take life gets in the way. These are these are grown men that play a sport. They do have life situations. So unless life get in the way and this is what it is, then we we'll see this guy along with the along with a. Roy McIlroy, a couple other guys, Ricky Fowler, a lot of young guys that's going to be in the forefront of things. I think that Augusta is probably Tigers is most out of four majors, depending on what these two of them are. Augusta's always the one that's implementing the same. It's Tigers' best chance to win another major because you can hit the ball far. We watched Bubba Watson hit the ball far, and he was off a little bit to the right, but he still had second shots. If Tigers sprint, these courses are so narrow now, we, we – they're forcing these guys to have a premium on direction more than distance. Uh, and they, they're cutting some of these courses off where you have to hit a three-wood or maybe a five-wood or something like that and then have a longer shot in. It's not just one guy, but everybody has to do it. So, uh, you know, they do tiger-proof courses at some point, but everybody has to do it, and they're doing it. If you're tiger-proofing the course, then why can't everybody else win? Some guys have a great long game. Some guys have a great short game. So I think the Augusta National is where Tiger's best chance, in my opinion, unless he's in California somewhere where he has a chance to win. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true still because <clears throat> Tiger's ability to where he used to be able to scramble, used to be able to torque his body that he can't do anymore he because of all be. the injuries. Right. I mean, his, his scrambling ability at Augusta was out of control. I mean, yes, he could, he could hit the ball far, he, and he, if he could save his, his shots in the woods like he used to be able to mm-hmm. and make these ridiculous shots that could get on the green, his body can't do that anymore. And it's, it's proof positive that when he hits the ball in the woods now, he can't contort his body like he used to be able to. And well, I think A couple things. I agree with you, Alex. That okay. Tiger coming back, he needs flexibility, flexibility more than he needs being beefed up. And he's got his body, I think, big and tight, and it's, he's lost not only through... Through that, he's lost some flexibility, but also obviously because of injuries, which I'm not sure if we even know the extent of his injuries at this point. Well, it was, it was a um, a uh, back spasm. I think it was a pinched nerve. Um, when he comes back, Tiger's had – when we watched Tiger from 1997 come up, when we watched this guy, we watched a different breed of golfer. We watched the power he had as a young age. We watched um, him scramble. We, we watched him come out of the woods and hit great shots. We also seen other golfers do that, but on a consistent basis, we watched guys in trouble like Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods be in trouble and come out and hit great shots. As these guys get older, and, and think about the, the amount of rounds they play a year, not to mention the, the four days of walking on one course, uh, if you've ever been to Augusta National, that is not a walking course outside of the golf course. you you got to be on that green, on those fairways to walk. Now, Tiger Woods in his back, Tiger Woods in his knee, uh, whatever else is, is going on with this guy, his, his mental, that's going to take some time to get together all at once. Yeah, most definitely. And one of the things you said earlier, too, was um – you know, regarding the guys and coaches that, you know, if a good coach comes in, they're going to take what a guy already does and leverage it to his best benefit. You know, they're going to take the natural style that he has, as unique or weird as it might be to someone else, if that's his natural style, like Bubba's, you know, that's what they need to stick with. I mean, he was so, he looks relaxed and yet extremely focused. 
um, over the last several days, and I think that's really what won him, uh, you know, won him the championship. Well, I, I would be too if I could hit the ball over the trees on an elevated fair, on an elevated tee box. I mean, oh, he, if you can yeah, hit the ball heavy. like in a video game, like he's he played a video game this week. I mean, a lot of the holes he was he was on the controls with the remote control hitting the shots that he hit, which is out of control. I mean, it's not you can tell that his stroke isn't great for all courses or many courses. It's good for this one. I mean, he's not going to win a U.S. Open. Yeah, I don't think Bubba will ever win a U.S. Open because he's not polished enough. You know what? From from fairway to green. We to win it, a U.S. Open. We say Phil Mickelson. Uh, I think a lot of talk was about Phil Mickelson. He won't win the, uh, the Masters. Phil Mickelson won the Masters twice. I think golf courses are built for left-handed guys. Three, th- he won three times. I think um, he won three times, and for a lot of those years, it was like, is he going to ever do it? Is he going to ever do it? And once he, won, once he got over that hump of winning the first one, it was like, all right, right. I got that monkey on my back. Let me go ahead and play. Because it was like Wingfoot. I mean, on 18 on Wingfoot, people always remember him hooking that ball so badly uh, on, the final, on the final hole of Wingfoot. That think, think about Roy McIlroy when he was at the Masters. He had that huge lead, and he right. comes back and win the U.S. Open. Right, and he shot an 80. Jordan Speed did not shoot over par on any round in Thanks this thing, still. he's the but, only guy to win two junior U.S. amateurs besides Tiger Woods. His pedigree is exactly the same. Won a national championship with the University of Texas. This kid has the makeup. He's he's won his whole life, and Tiger's won his whole life. I'm sure that Jordan Spieth probably had a little bit more of a uh, social life than Tiger did. So maybe that will uh, cater to him not being as much of a robot early on as Tiger because he already showed. He already showed uh, being disgruntled midway through this this round, the final round. So His body language changed totally. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing when you look at the body language. You know, there's a the, the triad, as I call it, the mental, emotional, and physiological effect that um, uh, we have to stay in state and be able to change and manage our mental, emotional, and physiological aspect. And you're absolutely right. When his body language changed, that was a direct correlation to what was going on mentally and emotionally with him. And therefore, he lost his ability to play at the level that he can play and is used to playing at. Even with the absence of Tiger Woods, again, the master did not disappoint. And I think we all agree that regardless who's playing at the Masters, you want to watch the Masters because of what it is. Because oh, and it's of such an unforgiving course. Right, and, and, and the guys that come back, the guys who won the Masters get to come back and, and not only defend their title, but guys who won prior, prior to get to come back, and we see some of the best that's ever done it. We watch some guys. We watch the Masters change. We watch, we watch the greens, and those greens were slick yesterday or last week. We watch them be real slow. We watch guys win at plus two or plus five. We watch guys win at plus eight. I mean, minus eight. So you never know what you're going to get with the Masters, and, and they do a great job of t- not telling you. Now, we talk about guys like Jordan Spieth, how his body language changed, and he didn't finish, he didn't finish the round uh, the way he started. He shot, he's the only guy that shot under par. Well, no, did, he, no he, he, he didn't shoot over par. Didn't round. There were a couple par. guys that shot uh, four rounds in the six, or four rounds under par. Well, yeah, he was, he was a guy, he, he shot. He was with the lead, end up tied for second. Now, we're looking at an $8 million purse. Tied for second is not a – I mean, you want to win because that, that everything that comes with winning the Masters is a great thing. You want to do that. And, and I think so, at some point, he's going to win the Masters. He's going to be one of those guys that win the Masters. And so we, we watched Adam Scott do it last year. We watched him go into a playoff with, playoff with uh, Cabrera. Yeah. And then he gets cut. He doesn't make the cut. This year, so it's crazy 
from year in to year out or round around how that this game and changes. And I always said, outside of football, golf is the only thing athletically that really challenged me and it makes you think. And if you're thinking around the golf course, you, sh- you should be drained. You should be mentally drained. Uh, I think having a caddy is huge. If you got the right caddy, uh, and some of those caddies do make some most of those golfers. Yeah, and Deborah, it's interesting you say that it's an unforgiving course, and in many respects, it is with the greens and the trees and the narrow fairways. But the, the rough, same course. there there is no rough. I mean, the second cut, like it, the second cut of a U.S. Open, are like trees compared to the second cut of this. So there <laughs> there are times there are uh, scores that are allowed. You can shoot low in the Masters if you hit fairways and greens. You know, I mean, even if you overshoot, even if you overshoot um, the green, there are always the little slopes that all the golfers and caddies know about that they, that'll tr- that'll trigger you down to the hole close to it. And that was another interesting interesting thing about Jordan Spieth. There was a lot of conversation between him and his caddy that was mic'd up. Seemingly, there was a lot of uncertainty on many holes. There were three or four holes that they talked for about three or four or five minutes before hitting his second shot when he's in the middle of the fairway. That's disaster. Well, and that's the thing. When and you're overthinking it and, and kind of outguessing yourself, then you're right. It takes away that certainty. So the ability for a golfer to go through his pre-shot routine and step over the ball and know for sure that he's going to make the exact shot that he's envisioned starts to go away. Right. Was there any chance that they were unprepared, underprepared, like the caddy it's himself? No. The cat, they've never played that course before. Is there a chance that the first time you go play that course that you will be underprepared? You, the first time you play the course, you, you, everyone knows, every golfer, everyone knows Augusta National. It's a different guy. It's me having a huge basketball uh, goal to want to play NBA basketball until I meet up with Michael Jordan, until I face, got to face him. Until you get on that course, you're like, oh, this is not what I saw on TV. This is not what I hear. Because everyone talks about it in high acclaim, but when you got it, when you're there to play it, it's like, oh, I, I better think this through. You have to think Augusta National through. It's the same course every year, but you have to think it through. You have to know where to uh, hit your shots. I watched him, as I mentioned earlier in, in the first segment, pull out a three-wood, and he wasn't playing bad, and then Bubba Watson hits his driver. He was about 120 yards away from this guy, and Bubba Watson goes in with a control club. Jordan Speak at that time was leading the tournament by one, I believe, over Bubba Watson in around the eighth, eighth hole. The three wood and decision making and the, the caddy talking and, and around is is when they start. When it took three to five minutes to hit a shot, is when you start losing it. And I, you and I'm not saying they're not thinking their way around the course, but you mentioned that this guy has won everything. He's done everything Tiger has done. Be prepared to hit your shot when you get to your ball. I mean, you got to. The caddy has been on that course. The caddy walks those courses for you. You walk that course. There's, that's why you have practice round, so you know where you're going to place your ball in certain situations. But when those nerves start, started taking place, regardless of who you are, then you got to be able to reel that back in and say, okay, I know my nerves are what they are. Let me take an eight iron instead of a seven iron because I know I'm going to fly this uh, more than the distance it should go. Yeah, it should go. But I mean, it, Tiger's caddy, I can't remember. It wasn't Stevie Williams. I'm going to look it up. I can't remember who it was, but he, but he had, it he was had fun, walked it that was, course. Um, it he was, had walked um, the Masters before. Duffy. Well, and a golfer oftentimes will walk, a golfer and or caddy will walk the course backwards so they can see it from all angles. They'll walk it forward, they'll walk it backwards. They've got their, 
their book with all of their plans in it as to exactly how they're going to play the course and what is where on the course. So the reality is what they should be able to do is in the moment look at that shot on that hole and make it. And too often they get ahead of themselves or behind themselves in their thinking and they start to outthink themselves and outguess themselves and that's when they start choosing the wrong club, having the tension in their body so that they even the tension of to how they hold the club and the flexibility in their body can change based on their stress level. So what they were able to do in practice, they're not able to do anymore because of the stress in their body. The best way to play a golf course is play it backwards. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we let's, let's be done with golf when we come and talk about some NBA basketball unless somebody has one minute to uh, 30 seconds left on golf. Kwame Lassie, Sports Talk, Deborah Debris Online, Alex Clancy's in the studio. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to the Crumb Sports Talk, 888 346 is the number. If you want to join the show, we have about uh, this segment and one more. We got Deborah on the line. Alex Clancy is in the studio. We were talking golf. Um... Now that Augusta's over, is the Masters, you know, real quick, is the is golf down here now? The majors down here? Is this the best major, the Augusta National? Yeah, of course. You think so? Yeah, I think it's the one I'm more excited about. Unless, yeah, you were excited about well, a month before it got. Yeah, here. I know. And I so sat I on my keister from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. yesterday, 4 p.m. <laughs> it was awesome. Keisters. Um, yeah, I can't say. Um, Do you change your drink based on the fact that it's golf and not football? I was drinking John hey, Daly's. Hey, that, hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Deborah? That's a that's a pretty good question. It is a good question. You watching basketball? What you drinking? Beer? You watching? Yeah, golf? I didn't drink anything yesterday. Yeah, right. I didn't. Okay. You saved it. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling too hot. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple tonight. We'll see. What's your What's your not feeling too hot? What's your not feeling too hot? And what's your good hot? What do you mean when I'm not feeling too yeah, hot? No, like, I don't know. I got I'm some headaches going on, man. I got I got to go to the doctor. Could be your hair, man. Fix your hair. Kong, don't be jealous that I can grow this out. <laughs> you think I'm don't jealous? Don't be of jealous. Your hair? Let's have a contest so you can grow it out faster. Uh oh. I'll put I'll put hair <laughs> products in my hair. I won't I won't put hair products in. I will look like the Beatles. I Welcome back it. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> like the Beatles. If the basketball started right now, and the Phoenix Suns would be out. You going to the game tonight? Yes. It's, it's first place. 
San Antonio Spurs. The Indiana Pacers beat the Thunder. They stayed in second. I think San Antonio Spurs solidified that home field uh, with that loss yesterday to the uh, they did. Indiana Pacers. Right. In the eighth spot, which is concerning all the Arizonians, or not the Arizonians, the people that live in Arizona, is that eighth spot is the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, the Suns has a chance to control their own destiny because they played the Grizzlies tonight. I thought, when I watched that game, I was in Dallas last week. So when I watched the Phoenix Suns play Dallas, I looked at I said, they are so lazy. There's no sense of urgency. These guys are making play passes that a worst, worst college team would make. And, and then there was no effort to, to get the ball, even though the pass was bad. There was no effort to make sure that ball got out of bounds in the sun. Then the Dallas Mavericks didn't go down and score. They had a lead. A lot of times this year, the Phoenix Suns has relinquished a lot of leads. And they pull some of those, those wins out. But to have a lead and let teams come back, it's basketball. Your shooters, we watched the Clippers do it. They had the Clippers about 20. The coach was thinking about pulling his starters out because it was, this was two weeks ago pulling his starters out until they start making a run. They come back and they beat the Suns at home Yep, in Phoenix. The Suns right now tonight for that AFC, if they want to get into the playoffs, because Memphis just beat, I want to say, was it Portland? Memphis just no, beat. They beat the they, Lakers they beat yesterday. The, oh, yes, they beat the Lakers yesterday. So they coming on a back-to-back. They coming on back-to-back games. Um, having to play in the Lakers yesterday has to come in here. The Suns have a great opportunity. Right now, they get to play at home in the last game to control their destiny, even though it's going to be shortcomings because if they get in that eight seeds, they have the Spurs. What do they have to do tonight outside of the things we know? Not relinquish leads when you have them. Uh, find out who – and I've said this in the Dallas game. Find out who the leaders are. There's no leaders. And that's what I saw in that Dallas game. I'm like, all right, Drak, step up. You want it to be your team? Here's a great opportunity for – you can divine, define or find a leader in a lot of adverse situations. Yeah, whether that's a good or bad leader. Yeah, I understand, but I mean, it looks like the Jeff Hornacek is choosing Eric Bledsoe to pick the big plays for when because when they were down two, or uh, yeah, when they were down two at the end of uh, towards the end of the game, needed a bucket, they ran a, a little uh, curl screen for Eric Bledsoe, and they, he took him down the key. He's the smallest guy on the damn court, and he's going up against shot blockers in the middle of the lane. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me. I think Gordon Dragic should be the guy to take the last shot. He's proven himself to be able to make big shots in the past. The Suns have to win tonight and Wednesday, and Mevis has to lose today and Wednesday to Dallas for the Suns to make the playoffs. So Mevis needs to lose the last two in a row. Suns need to win the last two in a row. And the Suns have put themselves in this predicament because of that 17-point uh, lead they gave to the Clippers. They were up 21 against the Spurs Friday. They were up 15 against the, the Mavericks Saturday, and they lost all three of those games. So the Suns would have already been in the playoffs if they would have just taken care of a lead instead of playing not to lose and playing to win with those big leads. So I truly believe that what the Suns need to do tonight is to play Suns basketball and not get scared when they go up when they when they're up by ten or twelve with eight minutes left in the game. And the Memphis has beat them both times this year by thirteen and eight respectfully uh, away and home. So I want them I want them to have a chance. And this is their last chance after giving up all those leads. If they win tonight, they go to Sacramento, and if they beat Sacramento, and we we can watch Dallas and Memphis fight it out. For uh, for uh, the the, the Suns, no, for the eight seed, for the Suns eight seed, and Memphis can still make the seven seed. They can still knock Dallas out of the seven seed. But tonight, play Suns basketball, play with intensity. If there are more than ten thousand empty seats in this in the in the stands tonight, 
I, I give up for for uh, for Phoenix fans. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I, I give mean, up. You, you, as long as you've been here, you've seen how Phoenix fans are. I've, I've watched the, the Oklahoma City game wasn't even packed. <clears throat> right. The, the, this past Sunday. So uh, here, the Sunday before. And I've told you, and I've probably said it um, not a million times, but close to it. Here's what I don't like about fans. Deborah, are you still online? I am. Okay. Here's what I don't like about fans is that, and, and you can go right after this, right after this, Deborah, real quick. Well, thank you. Uh, no problem. Anytime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want the team to win, but you don't want to come support the team. And you got a lot of bad things to say about them when they lose. If you're not showing up, it's huge to have, as you mentioned, Alex, more than 10,000 people at a, at a stadium. It's huge for to have home court in a, in a, in a season where, you have to win the game, and then you have to wait for somebody else to win. Now, I, I thought they controlled their own destiny, but they if they lose this game, consider them done. They're out. They're done. But you have to win this game. You have to wait for Dallas and Memphis to do whatever they have to do for the last game of the season. Well, and that's what, the thing. For, as individual players, they need to figure out you know, what it is that they're going to do in order to take the momentum that they tend to gain and then instead of taking it and multiplying it, they tend to start coasting. And when they start coasting, then they start losing. When they start losing, then it's like they give up and just, you know, they're done. Um, and as far as the fans are concerned, you're right. Fans are extremely important if they were to actually back the team right. um, and not be out there and be so fickle that they're up one minute and down the next and, and you know, do the roller coaster ride with the team. Instead, they need to, you know, spur them on to actually do what they're capable of doing and let them know that they're there to support them, not to ridicule them and to, um, uh, you know, downgrade them whenever they don't play quite the way the fan thinks they should. When when does Jeff Hornacek start getting questioned? Nick, Nick question? No, I, I, mm-hmm. like, w- with these big leads, I, I think uh, when if you don't have a leader on the court, your head coach needs to be your leader. And I know these guys are young, so you don't have a leader yet. See, That's he, fine. Here's what I think: when is when is he going to be held accountable? Nick, it's his first year. Yeah, Not, exactly. This is the time when. They could have. They played three top teams in the NBA, had double digit leads later on in games, and blew them. Who was the coach last year? It wasn't Alvin Gentry. It was a coach no. It was, uh, it was Lindsey Hunter. Lindsey Hunter. Lindsey Hunter, who played with the guys, but they didn't get Lizzie a chance. So I just would like to see how long they give Hornacek. And I think this is his first year. And I and and what I see him doing, and I could be wrong. It's just outside looking in. As I, I see him trying to allow, let his team, his players, the guys he consistently have in rotation. Define who that leader is as a team, because that happens on a lot of teams. The coaches, the coaches do his job up to a point, and when I say up to a point, it's not like he stopped doing his job. But he want there's verbal leaders and there's there's actional leaders. He wants to find out who's going to take control of the team and who is his team following the most. It's kind of like anything else, kind of like a game. Who's going to follow the idiot that want to want to go do something stupid, or who's going to follow that that leader who wants to do some great things? You 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 find out who your team gravitates to, and this is what I think he's doing. Although it might cost him a playoff run, but next year he may have to, as a coach, say, Roger, you getting the ball, you running the show, or maybe they're trying to get the ball into some guys that they want to re-sign uh, coming up to next year. I still think they're a player. I still think they're a player. That's a interesting. Player away. That's interesting. Maybe they're letting Eric Bledsoe run, run the show so right. he will re-sign, so he with, can the, stay. re-sign yes. with the Suns. And, I, and, I, and I, outside looking in, I think that's what it is because – you Dragon's Dragon's down and Blesso's been hurt most of the year, but he's coming in and say, Well, if you stay here, there's more of these plays to come. Yeah. I mean that that's interesting. I mean that's definitely conspiratorial, but I don't necessarily think that that's the wrong thing. Robert Sarver's done a lot worse than put an email into uh Jeff Warnes like say, Hey, 
that this is our star, make him look like it, make him believe that he's going to be the number one guy, a lot of which coaches, he will be. A lot of coaches but, get that email, and, and that's on, on every level, every major sport. And you can't – so take uh, – Goran Dragic has had the most big game experience out of anybody on this team, and – he is now in the backseat of a kid that's been in the league for two years that hasn't touched the playoffs. He touched the playoffs with the Clippers last year, but it was, it was a short run. And he was behind all those big stars, so he never really got the run that... Uh, oh, no, he was with the, he was with the, uh, the Suns at the end of last year. Goran? Well, and yeah, Hornets yeah, so they need to do yeah, something yes. different on the sidelines, too, as far as shaking the team up a bit, because when they get used to um, a certain type of behavior from their coach... Sometimes when the coach, you know, we've seen a coach, um, you know, get thrown out of the game on purpose that can, yes. you know, create the team atmosphere of, you know, now we're going to fight. Uh, it may not be that, but if he could do something unique and different on the sideline that gets these guys cranked up and pumped up and going, holy shit, this is, you know, different, um, it can often change the state of the players so they start performing at a higher level. I don't. I I think that'd be pretty sad if that's what they need right now in in a playoff well, hunt to, well, to get bad. juiced up. But it happens though. But I'm not saying it happens. It shouldn't happen right now. Not for the Suns because the Suns are not in that position to be that type of team for the coach to take text. And I, and it does happen a lot. Now let's say um a veteran coach um who's a vet and, and the Clippers even in playoff games even Popovich the second game of a playoff game in a huge game. He may get ejected to say his team's like, if you're not going to play, I don't want to sit on the sideline and watch you play this way. Yeah, but he can do whatever he wants. He can't. No, he can't. <laughs> yeah, he, can. he can't, but I know what you mean by that. He, he can't, but. No, yeah, he, and I'm not saying that he has to get ejected. I'm saying that he needs to do something different, and it might be taking a player and sitting him down. It might be, you know, just acting differently than he has before because the reality is, again, what it does to the psyche is it shakes it up and players are going to start responding differently. Yeah, but this, that's what you do in the middle of a six-game losing streak in January or, or, in, or in December. You don't do that with two games left to play. You, well, you and, that, and that's winning. the fault. That's the fault that somebody has in this organization because there is still no leader and they're 80 games into the season. And that's a big, big problem, especially when you're trying to vie for a playoff spot that they already should have had. They already should have had a playoff spot locked up. So there's some there's some sort of issue with this team that we don't know about, but something's happening. Well, that, you should have been there all year. You going to the game tonight? You should have been there all year. I've been to three games this year. Three games. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to any. Oh uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we went. To, you went to. You were in the building this year. Oh no, you were building last calendar year with the Mercury. Oh yeah, but so you at know least you're you were there. But I I root for the Suns. I just don't. I have, I don't know why I'm not down there a lot because it's not they built up downtown Phoenix. Um, well, it's not close to you. It is. It's not. It's 20 minutes at the most. It's 20 minutes more. I hit the ten and go that back way. Hopefully not at 8 a.m. in the morning. No, no. I'm talking about 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm talking about going to a Suns game. So you going to a Suns game tonight? Now I'm light railing it. That's the easiest way to get down there. I haven't been on light rail. Yet. I've been talking about getting a light rail. I haven't been on yet. Yeah. 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 Not. Um, <laughs> no, I need to get to a. I need to get to a Suns. I may. Hey, you going to Marley's tonight, right? Yeah. Brown Sugar Thursday, which you will never know anything about. You're right. The Marlins it was you going to is right there. Thursdays it was Brown Sugar Thursday. You could have never got in there. Why not? You were not Brown Sugar. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Think about it, dude. I, no, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, anybody was in there. I'm, I'm messing with you. But you would have you got kicked out, though, for real. Why is that? Yeah, but it was everybody was I don't, in there. I don't understand why. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know. Um, did you hear about this idiot yelling, bomb? I got a bomb. Oh, my yeah, God. Alden Smith. Alden yeah, Smith. what a genius. Two yeah, DUIs and a bomb. A yeah, he shouldn't, awesome. He shouldn't be in the league anymore. No, I don't think he will be. No, he will be. 
888-346-9144. Deborah is on the line. Let's take a quick break. Alex in the studio. We come back. We'll talk a little something else. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Arms. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to... I can hear it better without. Alex got an afro. He wanted to. You wanted to come in here like a soul man too. You got a little afro. You need to put not some brown loop. sugar though. You can get in brown sugar. We can't man. get in brown. Okay, you got it. I can be a soul man, but not in brown sugar. Got it. No, no, got no, it. no. You don't need okay. no. I'm talking about the soul man. You seen the movie The Soul Man? Oh yeah, I've seen Soul Plane. I haven't seen Soul Plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, lying to you. I know. Yeah, you've been lying to me for years. <laughs> I know. I, you I, I have not seen Soul Plane. Uh huh. Anyway, eight 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 three four six nine one four four. You might see me at Marley's tonight. It's a good chance you might see me at the bar, Brown Sugar Thursdays, uh, Brown Sugar Mondays. Uh, I might be there having one or two, just one or two. The Suns play tonight. This is the Suns' final home game. They need to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They need to play with some type of passion, some type of leadership, find a way to win a game at home and not lose a game that matters. And then they sit back and wait. Or oh, they have one more game after that. They have the, well, uh, no, but if they lose tonight, they're out. I, I know that. Oh, but okay. after that, after they beat the Memphis tonight, who who they play? Sacramento in Sacramento on Wednesday. Oh, we. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a win. I mean, that that needs to be. If they get through here, if they get through here tonight, Dallas has Memphis and the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. The Suns have the Cl- uh, the uh, uh, Kings. That's a huge. If they get through tonight, they will. It, they have a way better, way easier road to get to the playoffs than Memphis does in a one game uh, <laughs> in a one game setup. Yeah. Oh, Alden Smith is in trouble with the law yet again for yelling bomb. But before we get to that <laughs> Neanderthal, let's go to what you laughing at, Alex. Let's go to Deborah. Which, you know, we got a show within the show. That's why I need to be on TV. Um, I need to be to just keep the camera on me as we do the radio show. Um, You're a reality show around you. Oh yeah, I'm a reality. Deborah, why why are you fueling the fire? I I mean, this is awful. <laughs> if I did a reality show, uh, never yeah, fuel the fire. You know what? Room, I'm gonna get somebody you know, to get some B roll. I got I got a lot of camera guys that come in here and shoot some stuff, edit it up, and send it to somebody. But 
Deborah mentioned off the air uh, the Boston Marathon. When I, when I mentioned bomb, she said the bomb, the bomb. It was the Boston. It's a year today, Deborah. At uh, tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow. Yeah, but it's a year. They're running the Boston Marathon again, and it's been a year since last since the bombing and stuff went on last year. And there's just a lot of. Uh, positive activity going on around it this year where not only are people showing up to run it, some that have never shown up before, but also some of those that were um, injured in the marathon last year or on the sidelines are showing up to, uh, you know, basically have some solidarity uh, solidarity around the fact that it's Boston, Boston Strong, and uh, helping themselves and others heal by the actions that they're taking. Yeah, unfortunately, um, you got a bunch of crazy people out here that for their own cause I, th- I think it's selfish really for their own cause they feel like well let me bomb some people up and let me bomb a place up to get my point across when they when they cowards in a sense that want you if you're gonna do something blow yourself up i'm not advocating blowing yourself up but don't kill innocent people you you, you uh just to prove a point that uh, your religion or your spirituality or your your politics or whatever you're gonna strap a bomb or throw a bomb in the garbage can and let it go off when got when people are running in a an event that you know most people enjoy doing well, that's the thing. one of the things I look at too is when you know some of these some of the people who are coming back to the marathon that were either on the sidelines or running it and that were injured I mean this is a huge freaking deal because they can go through, and some have been and are continuing to go through symptoms that are very, very similar to and are considered uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. So what can happen is they go back to the area where the event occurred, and it can trigger everything all over again. Uh, just like a player who gets injured going back on the field, that it can trigger all of those emotions uh, within them. So for them to have the courage, and it takes a huge amount of courage to go back there, and uh, go through what they've uh, been through before is a big deal, and I just applaud them, you know. And I won't even get into my conspiracy theories of it because nobody's want to listen to that because most people are not ready for this, but that had a lot of conspiracy theory issues, situations, dealings in it, especially with the people who was laying on the ground um, that was, you know, damaged or uh, injured, I should say. on to, um, yeah, we, well, you know, uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of that situation, so I'm, I'm sure right. we'll get a lot of news on that um, and see, hear, hear a lot of talks of people who was involved with that, which is a good thing. I don't think you should seal anything up because it comes back later to bite you, and then you have all kinds of issues. The um, the recent life of San Francisco 49 defense in Alden Smith, he gets arrested for yelling bomb in the airport. This is the same guy who had two DUIs, right? Yeah, I think it was at least one, and then I think he got charged so with uh, with uh, gun with gun possession or something like that. Yeah, you got a DUI, you got gun possession, and you yell bomb in the airport when you know that's been one of the – is that a federal offense or something like that? that oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's big time. Right. Yeah, they, they have no sense of humor in the airports going through those lines. Yeah, and not even – yeah. But for him to do something like that – well, three, he indicated he, he indicated he was in possession of a bomb. Not he didn't just say right. bomb. He said that he had one. And you can't even whisper that. If anybody hear that, you can't do that. When I was in the airport, somebody left their laptop. The, the lady said, "Should we all run?" You know how you go through the through the, um, the yeah yeah right. You don't just leave your laptop. Yeah, she left his laptop. She said, 
should we all just run now? I'm like, where are we going to run to? If he left his, if anybody left their laptop, that's to do a lot of damage. So wherever we run into, we're going to get some of it, which, which is um, which is crazy. Uh, but for him and the, to have to be so talented, this would this would bother me about these guys. Um, great talents, whether that's academically, mentally, athletically. To be so talented, what what is who's around you that this continue to happen to you? Uh, why nobody's getting them help? I know you're just a product on the football field, and, and we have to draft every year so I can get another one of you at some point or trade for another one of you. Who's around this guy that's not, who's not keeping him or finding out what's wrong with him or what kind of chemical imbalance he has? And I say I talk about drugs. If I have a drink of whatever, Alex, and you have that same drink, it affects us. Deborah has the same drink. It's going to affect us differently. So certain things we can't put in our body. A lot of us don't go to the doctors to find out what they are. We just keep doing it until we get in a huge mess. Certain chemicals affect us different because of our body chemicals. So I don't know who's in this guy's life or why he's having three situations and that great talent that he has that he could do a whole lot for at the end. Maybe he has a great testimony at the end of his uh, career, athletic career. Maybe he's on a path to something great or he's on the path to self-destruction yeah well this is the thing and i don't know if he thinks he's just that important or that special or what for sure that he feels that he can get away with some of this stuff and and just make a stupid comment i mean that's just plain stupidity uh and i don't know what was being said around him i believe that some of his luggage was being gone through at the time or they were you know looking and scanning things and you know he made some offhand comment uh and again it's just you know, well, I mean, arrogance. Yeah, this is a joke. I mean, he he, he said it as a joke, right. and, and he's a funny. huge he's a huge prankster. Well, no, I mean, he's a big dude, and if somebody says something like that, you don't think that as normal folk that don't play in the NFL that they don't take it as a joke. I mean, that's a joke you don't say. And obviously, with his checkered past, he got um, he pleaded not guilty to three felony counts of illegal possession of an assault weapon from a party in 2012. So that was the other one. Got the DUI, missed five games last year because he went in, he was in an alcohol treatment center. And this, I mean, this is it's not something you say. And and a lot of times people just act like idiots. And he acted like an idiot. And he's probably going to come up with a statement saying I was joking. It was taken out of context. Blah 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 blah. And it'll probably just go away. I mean, don't you think? I mean, do you think that he's not going to get? If he's not going to do jail time for this. But if it, well, why not? If not, it goes, if it goes away, it just doesn't happen. But that if way. it goes, yeah, it depends on who you are. Yeah, I guess, yeah. If it goes away, then they doing him a disservice. Somebody need to get this guy some help. He is. I watch him play, and I'm like, that is a great defense. He's part of that great defense they have. But I can't look past him and me being a fan of football or a fan of that team and look past that and say, well, he can get away with it because I'm a huge fan of him. I know a lot of people do that. They say, well, that's I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, but I. Forget forget what he did in Denver, Colorado. Forget that. I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. So somebody has to get some help. There's some consequences to your actions, uh, big or small. Well, and consequences that matter to him. That's the thing. You, you take somebody who, and I don't know what his you know, salary is or whatever, but if you take somebody who's making millions and you know, slap, uh, slap a $10,000 fine on him, that's not that big a deal. No, no. Throw him in jail. Real quickly. Could be, you know, uh, even if it's overnight or a few nights or whatever. We have to get out of here. Deborah, what you got going on real quickly? Uh, back to traveling again. I'm going to be heading off to Vegas for a couple of days and up to uh, over to Baltimore for quite, uh, for a week. So I'll be in Vegas for a day. Alex, nothing? You're just I'm, going to Northern, I'm going to Northern California this weekend for a wedding. Northern California. That's uh-huh. what I'm moving to uh, at some point. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where. San Fran? 
No way. <laughs> no, you're moving to San Diego. You're going to be in San Diego. No, I won't be in San Diego. I said Northern California, not Southern California. That's all you talk about is San Diego. That's because I shouldn't have got rid of my place there. I know. But that's, I, was, I made some dumb decisions, about 10 of them in my life. I can, I Reebok. Can, I know that was the big one. Yeah, no, was, <laughs> the big one. That wasn't the big one. That one, I had two. I had bigger ones than that. Hey, Guamla <laughs> Sports Talk. We're gonna come back tomorrow. We're gonna do some more great things. Talk about some more crazy sports topics, related topics, and life situation. Damn Marley's tonight or Marley's Grill. Yeah, hopefully, we'll be celebrating a son's win tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, no, I won't. Yeah, I won't be celebrating, but I hope they win. Uh, Deborah Debris on the line. Check uh, yourclears dot com at Clancy Corner and at Guamla on Twitter. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.